Hi, this is Brian Standing, host of the Monday 8 o'clock Buzz. Thanks so much for listening to the program. Hope you subscribe to our podcast. And if you really like what you're hearing, consider donating at wortfm.org. On the national political stage, the topic of immigration has become a hot-button issue with Republican members of Congress threatening to shut down the government if demands on border security aren't met. Presidential candidates have ranted about mass deportations if elected. One immigrant rights activist group, however, Wisconsin Wisdom, has found some surprising bipartisan support for a series of bills related to Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, otherwise known as DREAMers. Joining us now by phone is organizer Tony Gonzalez. Welcome, Tony. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the program. And also joining us is immigration organizer Amanda Ali. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Good morning. So let's talk a little bit about these specific bills. Um, You've got uh, a a slate of four bills that are working their way through the Wisconsin legislature. Um, And let's let's sort of take them one at a time. SB 78 uh, would allow for um, uh, DACA recipients to um, become a law enforcement officer. Uh, How did that uh, particular issue rise to the fore? Tony, you want to start with you? Uh, yes, you bet. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's it's important to point out that, uh, you know, being that these are uh, state proposals, uh, the focus has been more on workforce development. Obviously, you know, it has to do with people that are in an immigration situation with are the DACA recipients. But uh, the way we're tackling here in Wisconsin to get it started is that this is a workforce issue. Uh, you know, people that we we are so short on uh, work uh on workers even on the police and everything that we got qualified people available to do it which are the DACA recipients and we're not using them so yeah this this bill really came about it was a uh an initiative from uh state representative john mako republican from the appleton area and then on the republican side it was supported by uh, uh jesse james but they've been bipartisan we've had people from both sides join onto these bills which is something that is so unusual nowadays. And yes, uh, SB 78, uh, it really went really easy through the assembly, uh, 92 to 7, I think it was the vote or something like that. Uh, And uh, then we went uh, in front of the Senate and uh, testified in front of the Judiciary and Public Safety Committee. Uh, That was Senator uh, Van Wangard, I'm sorry. Uh, and also there went on a 6-1 to one vote, so right now it's holding up on the uh, Republican caucus because, as you know, having the Republicans having the majority right now, they want any bill to have the, all 17 votes come out of their caucus. Currently we have uh, 14 uh, Republicans signing up to it. We are really pushing hard to get a couple more because actually we do have the 17th vote not the uh, 15th and 16th, funny enough, uh, but it's going through it. And, and uh, the important thing is, you know, it's been a bipartisan bill. Uh, law enforcement has uh, overwhelmingly support this. Uh, so we're hoping that uh, this comes through and uh, we, we're still working on it. Very important bill to uh, help law enforcement uh, be uh, not only have more workforce, but actually have uh, law enforcement officers that look like the communities that they serve. 
So uh, I want to talk about uh, some of the other bills that are, are on this slate, and then I want to talk a little bit more about the strategy of, of this bipartisan approach. Um, so AB 820 would create a tax credit for DACA recipients of $250. What's the logic behind this one? Amanda, can you describe this a bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, so this tax credit is $250 that offsets um, DACA recipients are paying $495 every two years for the renewal applications. So it's basically a way to offset that cost that they do every two years that they're required to do. And have you gotten bipartisan support on this bill as well as you have for SB 78? Yes, we have. And AB 821 would allow DACA recipients to pay in-state tuition for Wisconsin schools. Is that not the case now for uh, uh, people in this situation? No, it's not. Um, but we are noticing other neighboring states. So um, the the logic behind this as well is, um, on an average, DACA recipients did um, come to this country at age seven. And so from seven all the way onwards to their adulthood, they've stayed living in Wisconsin. So uh, if we're seeing, yeah. Go ahead. No, keep going. I'm sorry. So we're seeing um, if, like, they've lived here so long that they should be able to pay in-state tuition. And uh, for people who move, for American citizens who move here uh, into the state, you only have to live here for 12 months, isn't that right, under current law? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So this would extend that to uh, DACA recipients as well? Definitely. And then AB 822 would allow DACA uh, recipients to receive occupational licenses. What kinds of licenses would be included here? Um, there's uh, actually a go ahead, Tony. Different license. Tony, I'm sorry. Go, go sure, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to. No, 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 no problem. Uh, well, these are these are professional licenses such as uh, uh, registered nurses, uh, LPNs, and uh, uh, electricians, plumbers. You know, many of these are uh, licenses, professional licenses that are uh, uh, given or by DSPS. Uh, they happened that uh, it, it went under the radar right there, but. Uh, many schools and everything were not aware even that uh, DACA recipients were not allowed to get uh, professional licenses here in Wisconsin. And the uh, science behind this one really is that as part of, of their requirements to be able to be DACA recipients, they cannot receive either federal or state benefits. And the professional licenses are considered, are considered a, prof a uh, state benefit. Hmm. There is an exception, however, though, that says that if the state allows it, there is no problem. So uh, that is what we're looking to, you know, uh, get done, you know, that uh, they are able to receive their professional licenses and get into, you know, many of these professional fields, you know, like nursing, uh, plumbers, the trades and everything in which uh, in, here in the state we're in so much need. So that allows them to obtain those licenses. And how many DACA recipients are there currently in Wisconsin? Well, the estimate is that we have uh, uh, very close to uh, 6,500, 6,500. So, yeah, that's the number that we uh, th that it is estimated here in Wisconsin nationwide, a little bit over 
600,000. So I, I'm really curious how you've managed to avoid the uh, really bitter uh, sorts of debate and animosity that we've seen at the federal level over immigration issues. And, and especially in a Wisconsin legislature that's not known for a lot of bipartisanship. How have you managed to uh, get so much consensus on these bills from both sides of the aisle? Amanda, let's start well, with you. Or, no, go ahead, Amanda. Um, I would say that um, the big part of it is noticing that there is a um, workforce shortage and a labor shortage and um, really knowing that there is a need for this. So um, if we don't invest in this now, we're going to be seeing recipients move to other states. Tony? Yeah, no, I I think that uh, this is something where we have to give a lot of uh, credit to some of our legislators who have finally kind of uh, cracked away from uh, the extremism extremism on each of their parties. Uh, namely, we have uh, Representative Mako, who's a Republican on the Appleton uh, Green Bay area, and uh, Senate, uh, Representative uh, Sylvia Ortiz in Milwaukee. They have been working together to make this happen. And then on the Senate side, we've had Senator Jesse James and uh, Senator um, uh, Taylor, uh, also from the Milwaukee area, they're finally understanding that, by God, you know, uh, things are only going to happen if we work this in a bipartisan way. And, you know, one thing that has been very important, I live here in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin, Marathon County, a uh, very conservative area. You know, um, I, my own senator my uh, in this area is Senator Corey Tomchek, who is, uh, you know, very conservative on the right side. And uh, I think the trick has been actually how about engaging in communication? We've gotten there, talked to them personally, not without protest, chest poking or anything, but just really bringing down the issue. And I would say, like, uh, uh, Senator Tomchuk has got a really good understanding of who DACA recipients are and why this group should be really one that we should be using and should have an opportunity to become U.S. citizens eventually. Like I said, these bills are not immigration bills. But, you know, if uh, they do go through and uh, DACA's are able to show uh, without any doubt how, how well worth they are, it might create a path in the future, hopefully, you know, but that, that's the whole thing. Conversations, meetings, meeting with constituencies so that they're not so worried that, oh, my base is going to, how is the PR on this? They're going to hate it because what's going on the border? You know, we have to understand that uh, what's going on the border is the federal government has to do something about it, and they have not done anything. So while we're here in the state and we've got available bodies that have driver's licenses and they have work permits and the Social Security, why are we not using this force? So they are understanding that, and uh, uh, it becomes a easier way to navigate and get some of these bipartisan proposals uh, out in, in the open and hopefully get the support from everybody so they can pass. It, it strikes me that, uh, especially with AB 822, that the current situation is, is sort of a, a catch-22, if you will, for, uh, for folks in that they can't take uh, state assistance um, under federal rules, but they also ha- are barred from pursuing some of the professional jobs that would allow them to be financially independent. And it seems like that's an inherently unfair situation. Is that part of the arguments that you've been using to, uh, to speak to that particular bill, Amanda? I would say, yeah, um, that definitely is a good point to it. Um, You know, they're paying taxes, but they're not receiving any benefits. Um, So now is the time to support them, too. 
And uh, Tony, what um, you know, we talked a little bit about the, those that sort of conversations that you're having with both sides of the aisle. Um, are you hopeful that 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 dialogue is going to be helpful in the rest of Wisdom's work and the uh, some of the other issues that you're working on? Oh, absolutely. I think this creates a a little bit of a pathway uh, to kind of break down this immigration issue. You know uh, that you know, the the rhetoric and the narrative wants to package up in just one big bundle. You know, there are so many different, like, like we say, this DACA recipients are a separate group from the whole immigration package because of their circumstance, because as Amanda pointed out, they came here as children. Their requirement was that they had to be living in country from 2007 uh, through 2012 continuously, and, and still from that time, they've still been here, uh, they don't know any other place but this country. So, uh, yeah, we hope that by bringing this awareness, then eventually they will also see, you know, that these kids and these people are good, are hardworking Americans without the citizenship that were raised by good families, too, that came here in this country. So little by little, we need to break that down uh, and for people to understand that uh, you, you cannot just mass blanket the whole issue we have to tackle it a little bit at a time and yeah keep away people that are could be a danger to our country but welcome those that uh, are hardworking, that have been here for many years and that deserve the opportunity uh, based on their work and everything that they have offered as essential workers during COVID to be in this country. All right, we've been speaking with Tony Gonzalez and Amanda Ali of Wisdom, Wisconsin. You can track the DACA rights bills, SB 78, AB 820, AB 821, and AB 822 on legis.wisconsin.gov. For more information about Wisdom, you can go to wisconsinwisdom.org. Tony, Amanda, thank you both for joining us on the 8 O'Clock Buzz.